0: Everyone, you are listening to the Live the 8 Wise Way podcast with me, Kim Rutherford. I am psychotherapist, I am an author, and I am the creator of the 8 Wise Method, the blueprint for optimal mental health and well-being. How are you doing? How is life treating you at the moment? Have you had a good few weeks? So we have come to the final episode of this series of the Live the 8 Wise Way Sad as it is, we have come to it and I hope you've enjoyed every single episode so far. I hope you've learned things. I hope you've implemented things and I hope that your life, um, your mind are all improving in ways that you are happy with, that's helping you to be healthier, happier and improving your quality of life. In the last few episodes, we have talked about how to take care of your foundation dimension of the 8Wise model, looking after your emotional wellness and looking after your physical wellness. We have talked about taking care of your internal dimension, looking after your spiritual wellness and your intellectual wellness. We have looked at how you take care of your external dimension, which means looking after your environmental wellness and your social wellness. And now we reach the final dimension. This is all about how you take care of your lifestyle dimension, which is dimension four of the eight wise model. And basically, the lifestyle dimension is taking everything that you have developed for yourself in the foundation dimension, in the internal dimension, in the external dimension, all of that information you've learned, how to be healthy in your mind, how to have a healthy body, how to know yourself and your values and your beliefs and how to have a purpose that you manifest into your life about knowing yourself and how to keep your brain healthy, how you learn, how you develop, how you grow, how you stretch who you are mentally. It's about now you know what environments are the best for you, how you create those safe environments, how you create those healthy environments. It's about now that you know who the right people are for you to spend your time with, those people that bring out the best in you, your support systems, how you communicate more effectively, how you build those boundaries that keep you safe in all types of relationships this dimension, the lifestyle dimension is all about how you bring all of that that you've learned about yourself into one place and create a life that is good for you. And it is broken into two core elements. The first element is all about your occupational wellness. This is about making sure That because for most of us, most of us, not everyone, but most of us throughout our lives are going to spend most of our life, most of our adult life working in a job, in a career we might choose, in an occupation we may have fallen into. And because we spend so many hours, so many days, so many weeks, so many months, so many years, so many breaths of our life having to work. It makes sense that we are choosing occupations, that we are choosing careers, that we are choosing jobs as best we can that map to all of those other areas of our wellness so that we can be our best every minute of every day. That these jobs that we choose to be in don't suck all of our energy away from us, don't suck all of our life away from us, don't make us unhappy, don't make us miserable don't ruin the quality of our life and ultimately don't affect our mental and physical health. So when it comes to your occupational wellness, it really is about understanding who you are, what you want and what brings out the best in you so that you can look at the career that you want and say, okay, does this career map to my skill set? Does this job match to my values? Does this whole environment that I work in bring out the best in me? You know, Do I need to be in an office even though I'm being forced to do remote working? Are the people that you work with the best type of people for you? Is your manager supportive? Are you a manager to other people and are you supportive to other people? Are you given that opportunity to learn, to grow, to keep developing so your brain stays stimulated? Are you fulfilled? This is what is so important about our occupational wellness. It's about making sure that we tick all of these boxes. And if the answer to any of that is simply no, no, I'm not. It's about not being scared to move on. It's about not fearing and staying institutionalized in organizations, in careers and in jobs that make you unhappy and unsatisfied in your life. Because if you choose to do that, The impact it has on you changes how you think about yourself. It changes how you feel about yourself. It changes your overall behavior. All of those things then have a major, major impact on all the other areas of your life. It impacts your mental health. It impacts your physical health. It starts to impact your self-esteem and who you are and what you believe in. If you're not stimulated, you're bored. If you're not, if you're bored, you're completely disengaged in work anyway you're probably they're probably going to case an awful lot your performance won't be where it needs to be because how can you be motivated to perform if you don't enjoy what you do you're going to dread going in you're going to be unhappy when you go in you're going to be unhappy when you go home because the day you've had and those behaviors that way of thinking will then be it will be put out on everybody else you'll project it onto the people in your life it will make other people unhappy and it could end up really ruining the relationships that you have in your life So it is really, really important that when you look at what you want from your job and your career, you're really honest with yourself about who you are, what you want, how you work, what you need from an employer. And that also has to take into consideration what salary you're going to want and what you need in order to live the life you need to live. It's about the packages that you need to have in order for it to be a really good employer. It's about knowing, is this part of your longer term plan? Is this this job a part of a career development process? It's about knowing all of these things about who you are and what you want and how you're going to make it happen for yourself within that workspace. Because it dominates so much time in your life, it needs to work for your life. So what I would recommend you do is do some really deep self-reflection with regards to how happy you are in the job that you currently have. If you are really happy, then I am over the moon for you. And you keep doing it, you stay, you keep growing, you keep building, you make the most out of that opportunity. If you're not happy, you've got options. And I know it doesn't feel like that sometimes. And I do appreciate that. Sometimes we can feel so stuck in our lives and all the responsibilities that we have in life that we can feel that we're therefore stuck in our job and stuck in our careers. And there are lots of options when it comes to changing, when it comes to changing in our jobs and changing our careers. We can stay within the organization. If we feel safe within the organization, but we hate our job, then we can look to change the role that we have within the organization, start looking at different departments and how we can change that. If we're not happy in the organization, but we love the, the career that we have and the, that type of thing, then we can start to look at how do I change the organization? How do I do the same job I've got now, only for an organization that's going to be more suited to me or can offer me the package that I need for my life? You don't always have to look at jobs that move you up. You know, there's plenty of times that people have moved up into management roles, senior management roles, and they get there and their life changes and they realise this is not for me. This is the wrong thing for me. I should not be in this. It is okay to go back down. It is okay to take a step back if it is the right thing for who you are in your life. Your success in your life isn't purely down to the role that you do in the work that you do. For some people, I appreciate it will be, but it isn't the same for everybody. And if you're in a role where you've got responsibility that's taking you away from the things that you really want to do and it's causing you stress and it's causing you anxiety or it's causing you issues with your mental health, then don't stay in it. You've got options. There's so many different ways that you can move. You can move up. You can move up the ranks if you wanted to. You can choose to go down the ranks if you want to. You can take sidesteps into a different role within the same type of system. Or you can change direction completely. And it's what I did. I mean, I spent most of my life, I appreciate I spent pretty much all of my career working with people. It's always been about people. And I was, you know, I was in that realm of working in people development and training and, you know, corporate world, corporate mindset. And I was in that world for a very, very long time. Whilst I was in it, I absolutely loved it until I didn't anymore. And then for me, I didn't want to go up I didn't want to go sideways and I didn't want to go down. What I chose to do is choose a different direction. And I was nearly 40 years old when I chose to retrain and start my career all over again. And it is scary. And not everybody's in the position to do that. And I appreciate it. But it's an option for everybody if the circumstances fall in your path. I chose to completely retrain. And at 40 years old, I retrained. I went and got my um, psychotherapy qualifications I then was able to set my own business up. I then wrote all of my books. I then got this podcast. It all came as soon as I found myself doing what I knew I should be doing, committing to something that fulfilled me, that stimulated me. But I was only able to make that decision after I had gone through the process with Eightwise. I had developed Eightwise for myself. If you remember my original story, I was at rock bottom. I changed because I went through this process. I created eight wise for myself when I went through this process. And at the end of this process, what I realized was actually a big part of my life is I'm unhappy with what I'm doing. I'm not fulfilled. I don't feel like I'm using my skill set the best way I can. And I'm certainly not getting heard in the organization I was in. And so for me, that was it. I retrained, I changed things. I changed my career path. Was it scary? Absolutely. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Were there a lot of bumps in the road? Yes there were. Did I always feel like I was doing the right thing? 100% not. I had to dig deep but I never to this day have regretted that change. Never. Because now I'm doing something that is true to me. It's authentic to me where I am in my life right now and for many of us we choose our career at the early stage well, usually when we're kids we don't know what we really want to do when we're children we don't really understand what these roles are we don't we look at adults we go oh that looks interesting and that looks interesting but we don't really understand it until we're in it and so we make decisions about our career and our jobs and our lives at a very very young age and then sometimes circumstance forces us to stay in that even in adulthood even though it's not right for us anymore so what i say to you is if you know you're not happy change it. If you know you want something different, change it. You have the power to change it. I appreciate all circumstances don't make that easy. But there are ways around things, even if you can tweak it a little bit, as I said, even if it's learning something new, moving to a different department, there are ways that you can change it. But it is really, really important that you are happy that you find some form of fulfilment, that your work-life balance isn't destroying your home life, isn't destroying your relationships, isn't destroying your mental health or physical health. It's important that what you choose to do for the majority of your adult life, where you spend to choose to use most of your time in your adult life, whether we like it or not, is in the workplace. So you've got to make it work for you. You've got to invest in it. You've got to change what makes you unhappy And try and find something that fulfills you a bit more. And it's okay if you don't know what that is. So many of us don't know what that is to start with. And the easiest way to start is just look at what you do now. What do you do now that you really do enjoy? Because they become transferable. That's what you're trying to transfer into something else. And if you think you're not very good at anything, trust me when I say this. You have developed a skill set that is fantastic there is an employer out there and I'm not talking about qualifications qualifications will get you so far and they will help in some arenas but I'm an employer that hires people I've been an employer that worked for corporates that hired for people and I can promise you I wanted skill set and experience every single time over the flashiest of qualifications because qualifications tell me that you've done so much they show me a dedication to learning they show me that you've got theoretical knowledge but they don't show me that you know how to put it into practice Your experience does. What your life experience tells me also shows how you can adapt to things, how you can problem solve things. These are all transferable skills and they are really, really important if you're not happy with where you are, because they can be the thing that gets you out. They can be the thing that opens up a door in an area that is better suited for you. So if you know, if you've done your evaluation, if you've gone to eightwise.co.uk, if you have downloaded the evaluation for occupational wellness, if you've completed that evaluation and it clearly tells you that this is an area you need to improve, then start to do that. Start to get honest with yourself, start to get real with yourself, make the changes, make them today, get yourself in the process, start moving your life forward. You're going to be in work for a very long time. You don't have to be miserable for all of that time as well. You can do something about it. Now, the other side of the lifestyle dimension is financial wellness. And as I said, many times people say to me, I don't understand why financial wellness is there. And I say, well, look at life. There is not one thing that we can really do in life that doesn't involve money to a certain degree. For some of us, even just spending time with our friends and family now costs money to a certain degree. So money makes the world go round. As unhappy as a theory that might be for so many of us, it's the truth. And therefore, we have to really have a good understanding of what money means to us. And that is about really connecting and understanding with what money represents to each of us in our own world, in our own life. And it will be very different for lots of people. I I say it so many times. You've got people who money represents the materialistic items. They want to have the big house. They want to have the big car. They want to have all the nice handbags. Fair play to them. Go forth and conquer. Go and have all those wonderful things because it represents status to a certain degree. It means that if I can show the world I've got all of these things, it's a status element. So, money represents status. It means that I am demonstrating that I live a certain standard of life and that gives me a certain status. There's nothing wrong in liking the finer things in life. There's nothing wrong in wanting money to have them if that is how you connect with money. But if that isn't it, what is it? Is it another way? Are you that person who likes to earn money? Have you got lots of money going out every month because you give it to charities? Are you that person? Do you have that process of whatever I earn, I share with the world. I have a community process. Money means that I can give back. That's okay too. It's absolutely okay. Are you somebody that goes, well, actually what I want is to make sure that my friends and my family are always okay, that I've got enough to help them out if and when I need to. Providing others with safety and security or knowing that if you can't be here for very much longer for whatever reason and that you are leaving this world that you have got plenty to leave behind the people that you love and you care about and you want to have them have a great life after you. And then for others money might simply mean that you feel safe, that you feel secure, that you feel independent, that you can look after yourself because You don't want to have to rely on anybody else to ever do it, or you don't trust that you can rely on anybody else to ever do it. Any of those reasons is absolutely fine if it's true to you, if it's who you are, and if it's what you need. When you know that basic information about what money represents to you, you then have to start working out, how do I make sure that I'm creating a lifestyle that gives me access to that finance? that make sure that I've got the finances I need to meet my financial needs, to meet that money requirement and what money means to me. So that some of that's going to come from your job, obviously from your salary, but it's not just about the income, it's about what you do with the income. It's about understanding how you make your money work for you. That might not just mean savings, that might mean investments, it might mean property, it might mean having a second job on the side, it might have a little side hustle going on, why the hell not if it's going to make you what you need. But it's about understanding that when you've got this money or this whatever amount of money you have, and it's different for all of us again, it's how can we make it work for us the best way possible? How can we get the most value for money for the money that we actually have? That means that we need to learn to understand money from the professional's perspective so we can have the conversations with those people who can help us make our money work for us better. If and where possible. And that means being able to talk to the banks, you know, sometimes having to talk to the debt recovery services, being able to talk to financial advisors who can help with things. It means understanding money from the language of money, financial literacy so that you can understand the conversation that they have with you. Because it is like a different language and there's a lot of abbreviations and it's a lot of coding. And so it is important to have some understanding of what it all means. And don't be scared to book in with a bank and just go and get advice and guidance on something. That's what they're there for. They are happy to give you that advice and guidance because they want you to like them. They want you to bank with them. They want you to come and use their services. So, a lot of the time, they will give you this information. So, have a look at your local banks. Have a look at your local financial services. What do they offer to the general public for free? What can you access? What advice? guidance, information, support, can you access for free? What do you not know that they know, which means you're missing out? What are you losing out on financially right now simply because you don't know and you don't know the questions to ask? Book in those appointments, go and see those specialists, get as much information as you possibly can. Don't look at it as the banks won't tell me anything. Look at it as there is another human being who is wanting to help another human being. That's what information gets given out. So go and build that relationship with them. Go and have that rapport, have that appointment, get what you can to make sure that your finances are working for you in the best way possible or that you're able to do the next step with the financial planning, that you're able to go, okay, this is what I want, this is where I'm at, this is what I need to be able to do. And what does that plan look like, whether that be a budgeting plan, whether that be a savings plan, whether that be um, a plan that takes into consideration investments. Where do you want to be in 10 years time, 20 years time? Have you put together your end of life plan? So do you have your will in place? Do you have your insurances in place? Do you know where everything's going? Do you have the best mortgage you could possibly get? Do you have the best bills that you could possibly get? Do you have that? I am very fortunate that I have found somebody who can help me with all of those things because I did a lot of searching for somebody who was knowledgeable in all of this, and they can help you. And they give you and my, my name, my, my name is called Carla. She's amazing. She works for herself for um, an amazing organisation. And if you want the details, I will put them below for you. But what Carla is able to do is talk. And this is what she does. She talks me through. She talked me through medical advice, medical insurance. She talked me around house insurance, mortgage advice. My bills, all of my utility bills, what I could be, where I should have been saving, where I should have been sorting out things, my mortgage. And then she also helped me set up my will so I could make sure that when I'm not here, that the people that I love the most get what they need to have in order to be financially secure. I found somebody who could do all of those things for me because when we're young, we don't think about that. We absolutely do not think about what happens if we're not here. Most of the time, we don't even think about what happens in our old age. For many of us, we just hope that one day we're going to get a pension. The pensions of the past don't exist anymore. Not every organisation offers fantastic pensions. So we need to look at our longer term. We need to think about when we retire, how are we going to live? What's our retirement plan? What's our retirement funding going to look like? We need to think about all of these things. And it can sound quite scary. And that's why a lot of people choose to bury their head in the sand and not look at the money side of it. I was one of those people for a very long time. I know what it's like to have major amounts of debt and have to get yourself out of it. I had to get myself out of debt. I used to have bailiffs knocking on my door. I used to have all of this type of stuff. I know how hard it is to get yourself out of that. And so any of you who are in that situation, I do genuinely understand the stress that comes with it, the worry that comes with it, and how hard it is to get out of it. But if you speak to the right people and you get the right support, you can do that and you can have a better quality of life and you can live a different life. So it's about, again, it comes back down to what does money mean to you? What does it represent to you in this life? When you understand that, you will understand why it triggers you in the way it does, why it triggers your stress in the way it does, because it's different for everybody. I have probably said it before on here, you can have two different people, both have got £10,000 in their bank account. One person will feel ecstatic because they feel like the richest person in the world with £10,000. For somebody else, they feel depressed because that 10000 isn't enough for what they want to be able to do with it. Everything is different for everybody and that's okay. But Work it out for you. What does the money represent to you? Why does it represent it? Why does it sh- trigger your stress? Get your knowledge right with regards to financial literacy. Go and get the information that you possibly can about what you can do about your finances moving forward. Put a really good financial plan in place that isn't just for now or the next five years. That takes you throughout your entire life right the way to end of life planning when it comes to finances. Think about the bigger picture. Get those things in place right now. If you do that, it will relieve an awful lot of stress that you carry around with you all the time. And you won't feel the need to procrastinate on it anymore. You won't feel the need to hide from it anymore. Sometimes the hardest thing is the facing of the situation. But as soon as you do, the hardest thing's done. Then it's about problem solving. Then it's about resolving. Then it's about moving forward. If you can get the occupational wellness stuff right, and if you can get the financial wellness stuff right, you've got everything there that creates the life you want. If you link that, And make sure that everything else you've learned in 8-wise, that you've got your mental health and your physical health through emotional wellness and physical wellness on track. If you know yourself really well, your values, your beliefs, your purpose, how you identify and your self-esteem is really good. If you know what stimulates you and keep pushing forward and you're using your knowledge and your skills to move your life forward and your intellectual forward. If you know and create really healthy environments for yourself and then welcome the right people into those If you take all of that and you manifest it into your occupational wellness and your financial wellness, all eight of those elements create a really good foundation, a really good blueprint for you having optimal mental health and well-being, which means that you will improve the quality of your life. And as I always say, if you live the eight wise way, you will have a healthier, happier mind. And that is something we all deserve to have. So that, my lovelies, is the full eight wise model. It's how you live the eight wise way. It's about self-reflection. It's about giving yourself the time. It's about being selfish. And it's about understanding how pressure points. These eight elements are simply pressure points in your life and how different life events are adding pressure to each of these eight. And that then triggers your stress elements your stress then causes mental health problems and how you can use eight wise to both use it as a recovery model if you have got if you are struggling with your mental health right now if you do have high levels of stress burnout anxiety depression a plethora of mental health issues that come from triggered through stress then you can use the eight wise model to get you to refocus on these eight core areas, implement strategies on building these eight core areas up, and you will start to be better, feel better, and feel back in control of your mental health and well-being again. Equally, if you are on the other side of that spectrum, if you are, you know, you're looking, everything's going well, you're thriving right now, but you want to maintain that level, then you need to make sure that you maintain all eight elements of the 8wise model, so you are well balanced, you are looking after yourself on all eight areas and then you will be able to use 8 as your prevention model as well. And it's because you can use it for both recovery and prevention that you can call this the blueprint for your optimal mental health and well-being. And that's what we need to do. In life, it happens to us. We spend most of our time responding. Our mental health is ours. It doesn't belong to anybody else. Yes, people will do things and they will say things that will create a response from us mentally or physically. And that's what's going to impact us. But when it comes to our mental health, it's ours. When it comes to our well-being, it's ours. And therefore, it's our responsibility to look after ourselves the best we can. You can get support from other people. You can get support from GPs, from therapists, from coaches. You can do all of that. You can get support from people like me. But we can't do the work for you. You need to do the work for yourself. You need to take responsibility for putting the time and effort in to building your mental health and well-being up using the 8WISE model. Even in the darkest days you can do something small. You don't have to put huge amounts of effort in to make small changes. Those small changes have a huge ripple effect. I promise you, when I was at my lowest and I could not leave the house, I could not leave my sofa, now my life's pretty good. It took some time, it took some effort. It took me facing some things. It took me making an effort to heal from the past learn to manage the challenges that I was experiencing in the present and commit to developing a healthier, happier future through new habits, through new commitments. So, as I said, this is the last episode. I hope that you have enjoyed learning to live the 8wise way. I hope you continue to learn to live the 8wise way. If you do need support, then feel free to contact me, kim.rutherford at at daltonwise.co.uk. You can always contact me about one to one work. You can contact me with regards to coming onto one of my training courses. They're available right now. Head to my website, 8 and you can book yourself on to the 8 Accelerator, onto the Self-Esteem course, onto the 8 Discovery course. They're all available for you right now and many, many more courses will be coming in the future as well. If you haven't done so already, you can actually sign up for the newsletter as well, where I'll be sending you tips and tools and information out on a weekly basis to help you with your mental health and your well-being using 8Ys. Feel free to follow me on all of the socials that you can access. You can contact me. You can link with me directly on LinkedIn. You can also follow 8Wise Therapy. You can contact me um, as 8Wise Therapy on Facebook as well as on Instagram. And feel free to follow me as 8 Kim on Instagram as well. And then I'm on Twitter. I'm everywhere. So if you want to get in touch, feel free to use any of those formats to get in touch. And I will help you and support you and put you in the right direction if I can, or I'll be happy to work with you if we can make that happen as well. Whether that be with you on a personal level, whether you want me to come and help you with a a family process, I can help you with that, or if you want me to help you with your organization as well, we can do that. So we are there, we are at the end. Thank you so much if you have spent. All of this last 39 weeks listening to me go on about 8wise. I hope you've got something from it. I hope you've learned something from it. I hope it's made you feel better in some way, um, however that might be. Feel free to comment below. Please get in touch if you've liked it. And this is the big question. As I said all along, I set up 8wise because I was at rock bottom and there was nothing else out there to help me other than waiting for nearly four months to get support via my GP through through a counselling service, I set this up so that I wouldn't hit the worst case scenario. I used it to get myself out of this. And the reason I then published it and do what I do now is because I don't want anybody to ever feel like that on their own again. You don't have to. You don't have to always be able to afford to go and see a therapist. You can do this as simply as it is listen to the podcast if that's all if that's where your finances let you be listen to the podcast from start to finish learn some of these approaches use my website where the free resources are use that if you want to take it to the next level buy the book eight wise ways to a healthier happier mind which is a manual it is a manual a self-help manual that you can use Get yourself a copy of the 12-week journal or the 12-month planner so you can start implementing a really good strategy for yourself, your self-care, your self-reflection, planning moving forward, or as well as get yourself a copy of the 8Wise Pocketbook of Wellbeing. All of these things together you can use alongside the podcast, almost having me as your personal psychotherapist in your own home at a pace that works for you. If you want to take it to the next level and you know that trying to do all of that on your own doesn't work, then sign up to do one of the 8WISE courses with me. If you come onto the 8WISE Discovery, as I said, it's available right now. Head to my website. You can book on right now and there'll be others throughout the year. With the Discovery course, what we do is we set you up with all of the much more in-depth knowledge, lots of worksheets, lots of the work that I would work with you if we were working one-to-one together. That gives you the opportunity then to set up what we call your own Eight Wise transition plan, which is your own action plan for moving you forward the Eight Wise Way. If you want to go a bit bigger than that, you want something a bit more in-depth and a bit more intense, and something that really takes you through to the final stages. So we even help you create that plan and we help you implement that plan, then sign up for the accelerator course. That is 12 strong weeks of intense eight-wise support. And if you want to go bigger, then all of that, then feel free to contact me about booking in with me on a one-to-one, and I will take you through that programme on a one-to-one basis if we can make that work. And I work either face-to-face if you're local to me, or I can happily live my life with you on Zoom like I do for many, many, many others. But what I'm trying to say is, if you are struggling, you do not have to be on your own. If you need support, support is available. If you found that 8WISE is going to be the way for you, then please do reach out and get the support in one of those areas that works for you. Whether that be just the podcast, the book and the podcast, the books and the podcast, the training or the one to one work. And if you're listening to this as an employer and you're thinking, actually, I wouldn't mind changing the culture in our workplace and looking after my staff a little bit better. Then 8WISE can come to you, can come to your organisation and it can change the mindset of the people that work for you by getting them to look after their mental health and well-being better, the healthier, happier minds, and all-round performance in their lives, which benefits you, but most importantly, it benefits them, and you really demonstrate that you care for them and you value them as employees. But that is it, my lovelies. If you don't mind sharing this, Liking it, sharing it, commenting it. Let's see if we can get the information out to as many people as possible so we can get as many people experiencing what it's like to live the Eight Ways way and getting the support that they need. Thank you, thank you, thank you from me for listening to. If you've listened to all of the episodes, thank you so much. If you've listened to just one episode, thank you so much. As I said, I hope you've got something out of it. I hope you've learned something from it. It means the world to me that you spent even half an hour with me. So thank you so much. Please get in touch if you need to. But until the next time, until we bring it back, until we bring the whole new podcast, hopefully in the next 12 months to you, my message to you is this, look after your mental health and well-being. learn to live the eight wise way for a healthier, happier mind, and more importantly, the best, best quality of life. Take care. And I hope to catch you soon. Bye for now.